Hey everybody, this is Petey from the Spinner Rack, and today I'm going to do one of the greatest Neymar stories ever, and the sequel to it, right? Now you say I have a Daredevil book, and I have a Neymar the Submariner book, right? So this obviously is the first masterwork. This is Neymar from the 90s, so obviously the greatest story, Submariner story, is in this book here. Right? And it's, let's just get to it. Oh no, don't do it. There we go. I'm gonna have to go this route, take out um, Namor 13. Right? And we have Namor battles the Submariner, right? And um, Wally Woods is drawing the book. He's um, taking over the art, and he really captures Namor. Now, Wally Wood had bigger plans for the Submariner. He was going to put the Submariner in Savage Land before there was a Savage Land. He was going to um, he was going to have the Submariner fight the Human Torch and play up the lights and the lighting effects so it would have been a really gorgeous thing but he had a falling out with Stan but you can see the um Wally Wood coming to Daredevil you know already started paying dividends right we had this the one of the greatest splash pages ever Namor in Atlantis we got Lady, Lady Dormer we get Krang and all this other stuff that's going on right and Krang is trying to get Submariner to say hey we should be on the surface as well as the water you should be controlling it all. And Submariner's like, hey, this is going to lead to a long war with the humans again. I don't want to do that. And then um, Lady Dormer's kind of saying, don't trust him. And she's right, but he's like, hey, he is, you know, he's just a warrior, right? I got to kind of think of this out, right? And then, of course, Krang has his alternate plan, right? So he decides, you know, I'm going to go and take this up on the surface, right? So we have the law offices of um, Nelson and Murdoch. And Karen Page is here, the classic Karen Page. So this is a classic Daredevil story issue. I think it's seven, right? Um, I just had it open. I don't know, let me count the number. Issue seven, I got it, right? Submariner, walk in. Now this is what in the Black Panther movie Namor should be looking like when he comes to the service. So Wally Wood, someone that has a presence that comes there, right? He's in his trunks. He has this presence. He has his power even before he does anything, right? He comes there and he's going to sue the surface world. And, um, you know, so the, the Atlanteans can come back to the surface. And they say, nope, it's not going to work. Right? They're going to be the laughing stock, and it's not going to go within our courts. So Submariner says he's going to force them. Right? And this is going to be the greatest shorthand ever. He leaves. We got this one panel showing all the destruction that Namor does. Right? We got that such economy here. We haven't seen any more economy in storytelling than Superman in the Silver Age, where they just have this. TV, news report, him <laughs> taking up a, what is this, at a, 
This is at a, um, what's the name? This is at a museum or something like that. And we got the tanks. Beautiful shorthand, right? You don't need that much to, to, or pages and pages of things to kind of say this. So Daredevil has to have a moment where they show, because they don't usually show him as doing Daredevil stuff at times. So in this one, uh, Wallywood comes up with this nice thing here where he jumps on a plane to get to where the Submariner is, right? And the plane they realized your levels hitched a ride. He's ready. This is amazing. Look at the way he's jumping from. Right? He's got to slow himself down, but he does. Right? He slows himself down and he kicks Submariner. Now, that necessarily shouldn't work, but it's a comic. We're going to have fun. This is Marvel, so we kind of have them kind of fight it out for a little while. Right? So, Daredevil has this little bit of fight with him. He's fighting that. And a little while while they're fighting underwater, Daredevil just starts to drown. So, Submariner tosses him back up since he fought so valiantly. We can't believe that he saved him, right? So they're taking the Submariner in. This is his plan. He would be able to take humanity to court, right? So... Submariner asks for, for Nelson to murder to represent him, so they go to the courts. He still looks like they say, he looks like he's sitting in the throne. That's what you have to capture when you do the Submariner, right? Submariner's talking throughout the trial. They're trying to get him to calm down. Then Lady Dorma comes and says, Krang is blood of rebellion. Submariner's like, what? That's why he wanted this to happen. And the police are like, nope. You've done too much. You gotta stay here. And Submariner's like, no, nah, I'm not having none of that. <laughs> and then Matt Murdock calms him down and says he should, you know, just wait it out. You can deal with the court case and we'll get it done with. And then, of course, trial's delayed. They know Submariner's not gonna take it. So he breaks out, destroys their gun, then he goes on another rampage. Right? But Deardover has to stop. Right? So he could just leave, but no, this is giving us more action. You get more cool stuff with Daredevil traveling around the city. Daredevil decides he's going to try to stop him. He used some of his other tricks that he hasn't used in a long time. His smoke screen. And that leads getting Submariner to an area where he could fight him. Now, some of these things are kind of my first um, battle. So some of these things are kind of in slow motion for Wallywood, but at the time, this was just like, when I first saw this, I was just wowed. Even though I might have balked at this, I was still like, so it's still fun, but it's like, you're looking at it now, and you're thinking, no, but this is, I mean, I mean, I knew his stuff from, I think, Mad Magazine, but, um, you know, this, when I saw this, I was like, it's uncontrolled. So she, um, Daredevil uses all this construction to try to stop Shout Submariner, but of course Submariner's too powerful for him. So he has one last thing in mind. He ties up with his rope, hooks the rope to the open lamppost. It hurts Namor, but he gets hurt at the same time. He can't get up, and Submariner respects him. He said, I fought the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, and other super-powered humans. But none has been more courageous 
than he, the most vulnerable of all. Right? And then we have a little subplot where we see Mad all messed up. We have um, Karen tripping, him seeing it. He realized he almost um, let her know that he has, she thinks he can see. So there we have it. We have this great issue that's a classic from the 60s. And I think this possibly was a cover that was unused. And it leads to another great story, but we're not getting into that. Um, I don't know if I can, let's keep it this way. I don't know if this is going to work. It might have gone too wide, right? So we have this issue. Namor, after the thing with the, um, with the invaders and his public thing, and he's the owner of, of Oracle, has been called to task for the crimes he committed against the, against the country, right? So we get to reap the whirlwind, right? He's going to have to pay for what he has done, right? So we get a little history of him again, right? So... You know, the Submariner tossing him. And this is them going over his history in the trial. So we start with the most visual aspect of it. We have the Human Torch here telling the story of his experience with the Submariner. Now, this is a little murky, as I said. But, um, you know, the iPhone, I think, is doing a good job of dealing with it. Right? And this, you can see, this is, has some burn stuff to it. But at the same time, it's a lot of less is more outside of the dual shade, right? So this is one of, actually this one, even though it's a little murky, it's still kind of printed nicely, right? So they're, um, you know, talking to um, Torch about what happened and Submariner sees the testing and he's upset. And then we have this moment of with the Fantastic Four bickering where... They ask the uh, human torch to stick to the stuff that he knows, and Ben says <laughs> he wouldn't have anything to talk about. And Reed reacts to Ben, right? So this is where he's kind of screaming that he should be doing the um, burn, should be doing the Fantastic Four and do a shade. But it did not to happen. But we get these nice flashback moments, right? And you can see, look at this. This is Burns Reed. Less is more. There's less detail in the face. There's still some dual shade, but it's still his read. And it still feels like his read. But it's so interesting to see him do the FF at this stage and kind of tell you what it could have been had um, Marvel and him kind of figured it out, right? So, reading Ben and talking. He says, hey, Namor hasn't fully his crime. And then Sue gets in there, so you get not the bickering, but the disagreeing, right? Ben's a little harsher. Reed is a little more to the point, and Sue is shocked that Reed would say that. But then, of course, <laughs> you know, the connection between Sue and Namor, right? So this is really, look at this, almost looks like it's real with the duo shade, right? It's really, there's not really anything negative to what, um, to Namor, just what the what the facts are, right? So Johnny's going on, runs into the Submariner. After he's reminded, he's ready to he's ready to go against that, and they're like, "See," and then the the torch is like pushing back. Then Namor's lawyer is saying, you know, he's gonna have to refute his testimony, 
and and um, Namor is like, no, these are my friends. So he still has his proud sense, but he's not into tearing down his friends, which is interesting. So it's very different when Namor is sitting in the courtroom doing nothing in comparison to where he couldn't sit still at all, right? So this is one of the best parts of this issue compared to the greatest fight ever, where Byrne was taking it and doing an actual court case, but doing kind of the flashbacks to kind of give you, I guess, what um the image comics, the, the having the sort of anchor pages with the cool shot here with the mundane story, right? Doing the 90s up <laughs> Byrne style with mundane stuff, a lot of mundane stuff with um <clears throat> these cool flashbacks, right? So they go to Reed, and Reed's talking to them that, um, you know, telling the history that they've been enemies, right? They can't really get beyond that, right? See, so he attacked them, but then he kind of fought with the, so with the Fantastic Four, right? See, so it's just begging for him to do a Fantastic Four story, right? And Ben, just great to have Ben being normal and <laughs> being the same, you know, negative self, right? So, of course, Lady Creighton still wearing the old women's clothing. We can't figure out who's going to say something. So, Thor decides he's going to speak on the Submariner's behalf, right? Oh, so this is going to lead into one of my other videos that's coming up, right? So we have um, um, Phoebe Mars, who's kind of um, love interest to Submariner. His other love interest, who's... Um, which is Carrie Alexander, right? So she kind of forced herself on him, but he kind of fell out with her. And then we have another of Submariner, that's someone that's Submariner, someone who loves hard. Like he has a lot of girlfriends, well, he's had a lot of girlfriends, but at the same time, his loss has been heavy on him. So Lady Dorma has kind of come out of nowhere, right? And then they go in, and they realize it's late lady. I already spoiled. Sorry, I spoiled it. Right? Lady Dorma's there, right? And the Lanteans look really cool here. Right? So they talk to Thor, and they get to this part where it's like saying, hey, you're a god. <laughs> he's like, how are you going to swear on the Bible? And then, of course, he's like, you know, the oath shall be binding. Right? And he talks about they found themselves in battle, right? So it takes off his helmet. In there, we get this classic shot of these these homages to the classic as the other images were, right? But he's kind of turning um, Thor's testimony against him. And Thor has had it. Thor's like, this is not. And then they're like, <laughs> Ben is one of the first up. Even though he don't have 
any powers and Reed comes in there. And this is another good part here, right? Where Reed stops Thor and says, you know, to make it worse for Namor. And he's like, you're right as, right as always. And that's the thing, Reed's will, which is kind of lost on a lot of writers, that he has a stronger will than most people and can calm and talk people into things and doing usually the right things outside of the trip into space. So they get Caleb Alexander in there, right? He talks about him, read his study and study. They have this little thing to explain some things. They said, hey, if this wasn't the case, he probably wouldn't be sitting here <laughs> in the courtroom, right? And for some reason, the usual thing that happens while you're trying to drive the monster away, something always happens. This is a really gorgeous page. Like, oh my goodness. It's something similar to happening in the Hulk, but who cares? Right? And then come back to the court. They read their verdict. They say he's guilty, but insane. And he gets like a million hours of um, probation, right? And they're looking, they're digging up the Danny Rand's body. It's a subplot of Danny Rand. But we find out it's not even human remains in there. And guess who's dropping by? But we, actually the next video I'm going to show is kind of going to deal with this character. I'm not going to deal with this part, but it's great that they showed this kind of black and white. I'd almost tear this out. Right, so there we go. We got Daredevil battling the Submariner, which led to a court case, and then Namor in court in the 90s and sitting through it. <laughs> right, so um, there you go. Spin a wreck out.